If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Midlife Movement Podcast with Joe Blackwell, turning a midlife crisis into a midlife opportunity. Email me, joe at themidlifemovement.com if you'd like to take part. Hi everyone, we're talking today about pensions and about how as women we need to have them as part of our retirement plan, but not connected to anybody else, we need individual pensions. Um, so I'm talking with Carol May. Hi Carol. Hi Joe. Now you've been campaigning, haven't you, for, about pensions? I have. I am part of the um, Back to 60 and One Voice groups um, and we are campaigning for women, particularly those born in the 1950s and 1960s, to have their pension age put back to 60 for the state pension um, because it was changed really quickly. It was actually accelerated. And <clears throat> although they say that the original um, legislation was in 1995 they actually put a notice of it in the financial times so not surprisingly um nobody saw it <laughs> so um yeah, really weird, isn't it over our breakfast cornflakes yeah, absolutely so we've actually taken the government to court and we're, we're now waiting for um the answer from the judges but bearing in mind that the fire service um, the police service are in the process of doing it. The fire services have, have won against the government and various other groups have also won against the government about their pensions. Um, <clears throat> all these people working in the public sector, that is. So we are optimistic that, um, you know, we, we have... Uh, through a wonderful woman who has been to uh, Brussels and the EU and has dug up all the EU law, which shows that actually what the government did was persecution against women. Right. So, so we need to get this through then before the dreaded Brexit deadline? Or I don't think so, because um, the law, those kind of laws, um, it, the government at the moment has signed up to those. So okay. I understand is that the government cannot now unsign themselves from it so whether we leave Europe or not we will still be bound by a lot of the law right and that's what a lot of people don't realize isn't it as well yeah <clears throat> absolutely okay, Brexit um, means Brexit actually Brexit means maybe we're leaving like it don't steer that way because I don't want no. 48 no. 52% of my, my listeners to um, take against no, me. No, let's not go there. Um, <clears throat> so, so just remind me then, um, so what has actually happened with pensions? I know that we've been told that we need now to work until we're, is it 67? It, well, it depends on when you were born. Right. But 
um, for me, I was born in 1954, so I have to work until my 66th birthday. It's a gradual process. Um, so you need to check up on the HMRC website. Right. Uh, give okay. you a state pension, uh, what do you call it? Forecast. Sorry? Forecast. That's the word. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and it will also tell you whether you paid in enough national insurance or not. Yes, I've had one of those before, um, but that was before they started messing around with the... With mm. the I, mean, I was born in and, 65, so I think... Okay, I'm well, they keep messing about with it. Mm. So you have to keep doing it, okay? And because they keep moving the goalposts. And so whereas women used to get... All women got the same state pension, we don't anymore. Right, okay. So, like men... Our state pension is related to how much national insurance we've paid. And do they still take into account the, because I, I know I had credits because I was at home with children, so yes. will that take that into account? Yes, yes they do, up to the age of 12. So your youngest, when your youngest is 13, I think it stops, right. and you are expected to go back to work. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, I suppose the argument is that we, we want equality, so pension equality is is the next step. Mm -hmm. But the way it's been done, isn't it? The fact that they've retrospectively brought it in and done it so quickly that we mm. haven't had time to plan. <clears throat> to, um, yeah, I mean, really, we need a lifetime to plan that. We yeah. need to start planning our retirement when we first start going to work. <laughs> yes, I've missed the boat. It sounds a bit daft. It really does sound daft. Um, but you know, both my children are in their 30s. They have pension plans. Mm. My son is self-employed, and of course a lot of us are. So we get no real help with our pension plan for that. My daughter works um, for a big corporate, so they put in a big chunk as well as what she puts in. Um, but there's no way she's going to, going to uh, rely on that. So what she's done, she's invested money in lots of other places because of my experience, because mm. my work pension was invested in equitable life, oh which went down the toilet. So along with most of my pension pot. Well, this is what I don't understand because that we're urged to put into private pensions, but it seems mm -hmm. that private pensions aren't protected, are they? Mm -hmm. Um, so no. why on earth would we put our money into something where we can't be sure that it's going to pay out? Yes. And also, we can't be sure it's going to pay out at the percentage rate that they say it's going to because it's linked to so many other things that are very variable, like the stock market. Yes. Yes. So, and that's what I understand because they do explain that to you when you take out a pension. So they do. A company, a pension company can go bust and then all the pension pot disappears. Mm. It just kind of blows my mind a little bit. I don't really understand how. <clears throat> Mine too. Mine too, I have to say. And um, in addition to that, I had, so if you pay in more than the basic that your salary requires mm. or earnings require, so if you pay in more than that, that's put in a separate pot. So they're additional voluntary contributions, ABCs. And what the county council didn't do for me was they didn't invest it at all. 
So my ABC pot was just sitting there for 20 years, not doing anything. Oh, my word. But surely they have a legal yeah. obligation, don't they, under the financial yeah. regulation? <laughs> so they say they've now dealt with that. But I'm not a financial expert. I have no idea. Right. I know is that the amount of money sitting in that pot is less than the amount of money I put in. Wow. Okay. So, you know. So I'm talking about this because I want to warn women in particular not to rely on anything, you know, not to rely on their own. If they've got a separate pension, not to rely on it. It's not cast iron. And also, you know, I was married for 32 years. We had lots of um, plans for our pension um, pots. <clears throat> we had money all over the place. And then my ex-husband left and he went bankrupt. So it all disappeared down the toilet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? Because my name wasn't on it. I see. But your name wasn't so, on it his wife? No. Not at all, because it was all taken out in his name. I see. So you were simply a dependent who hmm. had died, you would have taken it over. But you had to yeah. stay together in order for if you to died, yes. But because you split up, then that wasn't going to happen anyway. Yeah, because it wasn't a pension plan yeah. as such. So bankruptcy, the pension plans are protected under bankruptcy, but his pension plans were quite small, and I didn't have the money to, tack, to take him to court to get some of that pension pot mm. because they, at that time, they had then removed um, legal aid for divorce. Right, yes, I remember that happening. So we can't rely on a personal pension. We can't nope. rely on husbands. We nope. can't rely on the state. Nope. So... If, obviously, the, a lot of the women who are listening to this are going, if they're in their 40s, they've got some time to do something about it. Even mm -hmm. in their 50s, there's time to do something, um, you know. Mm -hmm. Depending um, on their income, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we can put something aside. What would you say? What, spread your risk? I say spread your risk. My mother put all of her pension into one place and lost it on the stock market. Oh. And she had a BBC pension, which was huge. Mm. Right? So I say spread your risk. Um, and who knows what that is anymore? I mean, the people are saying, oh, the price of property is coming down. Um, interest rates are not going up. Um, you know, I, there's no surefire way no. I know of <clears throat> to um, earn a huge chunk of money for your retirement in one place no no so I, I mean presumably an independent financial advisor should be able to advise should be right um <laughs> i mean hopefully there's some in the group hopefully there are some women um ifas in the group i don't know um who will be able to shed more light on this um i'm just trying to highlight things because we all we all make assumptions about life we make assumptions about how the state will support us which is a load of rubbish we all make assumptions about so much mm. what I've learned in the last 10 years of um, since my ex-husband left is that you know without 
friends and family, nobody else could give a shit. Pardon my French. There is no safety net. There is nothing. And it's important that we all, as women, get this information. You know, so many women out there, they still think we only need 30 years of national insurance. We don't. It's 35 and rising. I think that what's so alarming is that, as you say, they move the goalposts. So we do what we think we need to do. Yes. Um, because I, I quite understand that, I mean, we've got an ageing population. We don't have enough young people coming up to support that ageing population. Uh-huh. Pensions do have to change. But to uh-huh. change it mid-horse, you know, it's like changing your horse mid-horse, not mid-horse, your horse mid-race, isn't it? It's, um, that's <clears> when <throat> fairness creeps in. Um, so, so we need yeah. 35 years. Now. Well, I, I have a very good um, female financial advisor so mm-hmm. we'll write the blog post that will for the week that we put this out i will make yeah. sure i fact check with her the actual sort of you know um i'll ask her if she wouldn't mind writing us a little checklist you know so that we mm-hmm. can um at mm-hmm. least something out there that we can can you know put a- <clears throat> because mm-hmm. I, I know that i mean i'm currently married um but most of our sort of what would have been our pension savings have gone into other life events. So we've got four children and, you know, various things have happened over the years. Um, yeah. But I know that if I was on my own, um, you know, if the same thing happened to me as has happened to you, um, I, I, I would be completely up the creek without a paddle. Mm. And um, Yeah. And, and I, I must admit, I, a few years ago, I looked at my, at my forecast and I thought oh could I survive on whatever it was a week you know um and the answer is no but now you're telling me that I won't probably won't even get that the thing is at the moment the maximum pension that a that a woman can get as far as I know is 8,600 a year from the state yeah now that is poverty Mm. Absolutely. We, it's known, I mean, it was stated somewhere last year, and I can't, I don't know, I might have to look up the source, but that we now needed a minimum of 12 grand a year to survive. Is that living wage, 12 grand a year? That's a living wage as opposed to minimum wage. But I mean, even that, you're talking about a thousand pounds a month. But yeah. actually, it's below the tax threshold, isn't it? But, so. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the thing is that most people haven't even thought about it. They, they go bumble along with their partner or husband or whatever, mm-hmm. and somehow they get to the end of the month and all the bills are paid. But I know so many women who have no idea. No. Their husband has got money, what it's earning, what will happen if he dies, what will happen if they divorce. Yeah. And it's a bit like um, <clears throat> writing a, um, not a death plan as such, but, you know, it's, I forget what um, Jane calls it now, but it's a, it's where you put it out, in writing everything mm. that wants to happen to you if you were ill, what happens to the stuff, 
everything so that when you do die, living will family was a bit like a living will but the living will is part of it mm-hmm. and so it it tells your um your family where everything is it tells them what all your passwords are it tells them every detail of your life mm. so they can sort things out easily when you've died and it also um details um what you want for your funeral and and i think you know in the same way we so rarely think about that we also rarely think about money properly no it's that final taboo almost isn't it and do you think people do you think we're just putting our heads in the sand because we know that the situation might be dire and we don't really want to have to face that i guess some people are i think a lot of people think oh well if i haven't got any savings the state will help me well actually i've got news for you pension credit only happens if you don't get the maximum state pension so if you've done your 35 whatever years of national insurance and you get the full state pension you can't get pension credit right so that's it they've moved the goalposts your um 8,600 PA. Yeah. Wow. Oh, <clears throat> and you have to, you can't, you cannot, you can still claim um, housing benefit and council tax benefit, but I'll t- tell you now, it is a very unpleasant system. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's all. So that's all you can get. So, like a benefit. When you've worked for 35 years um yeah you know, your taxes and so on you know why why should you be beholden um it's, yeah. it's to a lot of people because i used to work in the job center and people coming in you know for job seekers allowance and loan parent allowance and um, employment support allowance and it was definitely a system that made you feel as if you were asking for charity and you had yeah. to be deserving and why on earth should we at the end of our working lives have to go through that yeah <coughs> yeah I think, I, I, you know, I, I should really should have looked this up before I started this um, awfully depressing podcast. I think it's probably... Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> um, But no, no, I mean, we have to know about these things. It's mm. not Pollyanna, can we? La, la, la through life. But um, I think I was reading, are we supposed to be working till we're 70? This is what they're mooting now. For somebody who's sort of a bit younger than us, but they're thinking that we're going to be working till we're in our 70s. Well, it's all very well if you're, you know, if you're doing a sitting down job or, you know, but um, imagine a bricklayer or, or a bin person or, uh, you know, mm. on their feet, or, you know, I do want they can't. Granddad's yeah. running after bins and trying no. to fix things, what have you. It's, no, it's, physical jobs, no, it's just not possible. And, um, and I think that, you know, my personal view is that we have currently people in Parliament who come from well-off families, who are well-off themselves, may even be millionaires, some of them, and we know they are, who have absolutely no idea what it's like yeah. in this country <clears throat> and work every day and work hard your whole life and then get a pittance for a pension. Mm. No idea what that's like. 
Yes, and, and of course, you, you can you work hard all your life. And I know what they would say because having worked in the benefit office, I know what they used to say there. Well, they should have made, you know, they should have been putting it by, shouldn't have spent it all, etc. Look at the way wages have, have fallen over the past yeah. few. If you're working in a supermarket or you know, <clears throat> on, a, on another sort of low wage job, if, for example, if you're working as a carer or, uh, mm. or working with children, any caring job, as we know, it pays the minimum, doesn't it? Because that's how we value <laughs> our children yeah. and our elderly. Um, yeah. You know, so the option to put something aside just isn't there. It's no. a case of you know making ends meet each month, and and you're lucky if you can manage to afford a, a trip to mm. the seaside once a year. Mm. Um, and so also, I think for <clears throat> for a lot of women, it's the fact that we if we've got a family, we then conflict of <clears throat> do we work full time and put money in a pension or do we actually care for our children mm. part-time and part-time jobs I forget what the percentage is and again I'm sure we could look that up to add but I think that um, certainly um, it's a very very high percentage of part-time jobs are all aimed at women yeah yeah. And so women do part-time jobs. Yeah, they're doing part-time jobs, they're doing the caring jobs. Yes, and or we become self-employed. Yeah. In order to fit stuff around our children. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know of several instances just amongst my own friends and acquaintances of <clears throat> men who have a really good salary have squirreled and hidden money, have been having an affair for years, and then bugger off. Yeah. You know, and then they go, oh, no, I'm really poor. I can't possibly pay her the money that she wants. So that woman then goes out to work part-time because she's still got her children to look after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, this is men are affected by the pension problem as well. So, I mean, I don't want to, to be anti-men, um, but certainly that situation makes it so much more painful, doesn't it? It's, yes, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And, and like everything in life, it is um, planned by men for men. And that's, that's out there as well on the internet. You know, that's a, that's a given. You know, even um, seatbelts in cars, they don't use a woman dummy, they use a man. And yeah. the difference is we have these things up at the top here, which get in the way. Yeah. So they can be pregnant. Funnily enough, I've just I've just bought myself an upright mouse because I'm suffering from RSI, and it's a little yeah. with my hand. Ah, oh, there you go. I was, I, I was looking at it and I said to myself, "I think she said, Mum, it's made for a man. It's not made for you." Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So actually, this, the state pension issue is not about equality at all because. It's not taking into consideration how different women's lives are from men. No. And, and also, say, if they were interested in equality, they would have brought it down for men to be yes. Or at least yes. in the middle. Rather yes. than take up all the way up to where, where the men were at 65. Yes. And going yes. up to 70 now. And going up, yeah. And, and I, you know, I... You know, certainly I, I was speaking to a documentary producer last week and he said, 
He said, I know they say it won't go up to 75. He said, but I think it will. So in which case, I mean, I have lost seven friends of my age. So that's early 60s in the last four years. Wow. Will not be claiming their state pension. <laughs> oh, my you know? God. And you think that's just me. They're just people I know yeah. really well. That's without people I don't know really well. And everybody else out there and all the people they know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's time we stop swallowing the propaganda from the government and took control of our own lives and our own finances. Well, I think that's what they want us to do, isn't it? Because that's why they brought out the pension plans that they have now. So every employee, I mean, we have a small business um, as a family, mm. you know, we have to for our employees and so on, but it's compulsory now that the employee has to opt out. Mm. So you are automatically put into it. And mm. then it's fine, you know, for that generation, at least we're starting to get that sorted. But it's, uh, we're, we're kind of in the middle, aren't we? Mm. So many mm. Mm. And, <clears throat> and I think the other thing is too, is that, you know, I was told mm, quite a few years ago now that we all need a minimum of a million pound pension pot to live as we would like to live in our retirement. Well, I mean, I would like to just um, not have to starve and I'd like to be able to put my hair yeah. on and I'd like to be able to afford yep. to visit my children and grandchildren every now and again and maybe even run a vehicle until i'm too you know till i'm too blind to to drive it or what yeah. but there'll be driverless cars by then won't there so well i don't know joe will they will they be driverless cars will they all be you know like you see on these sci-fi films well that, that's a subject of another podcast driverless cars yes i'd quite like that because then i'd just be the passenger wouldn't i <laughs> you know my son was saying to me the other day we'll look back and, and, and his grandchildren will be saying what you mean people drove but didn't people yes. just go every day yeah yeah and you know what some people they like to race cars as well and they actually drive them <laughs> oh well as i say this is probably the most depressing podcast i have recorded so far so thank you for that <laughs> I don't, I don't mean it to be, Joe, at all, because I think that, you know, there is, there is so much pessimism out there about it. But if we get the information out there and women start taking control of now, of their finances, no their lives, no matter what age they are, whatever age they are, and do what they can, because I'm not saying, you know, most of them won't be divorced like I am you know, they'll still retire with their husbands, which is lovely. Um, <clears throat> and nobody would wish that on anybody. But you know what? Life can throw you a curved ball if you're not careful. And if you haven't planned for it, yeah. you're scuppered. Whereas you know, my daughter, my daughter's only 34. She has all her finances organized. She's got her house. She's got her investments sorted in the house. <clears throat> Everything else sorted. It doesn't matter whether the man she meets and falls in love with has any money or not to her because yeah. she's got everything she needs for herself. Yeah. And, and that's as it should be in this day and age. Unfortunately, yeah. we were brought up in a time when that just wasn't the case. No. Nope. Um, 
you know, I mean, I look back and think, well, why wasn't I a bit more feisty or why wasn't I a bit more independent? And actually, I was just following along with the society that I was brought up in. Yes. Um, and and that, yeah. that should be taken into account. So this, this campaign that you that is going through now, is that going to help? The Back to 60 campaign has certainly, um, as I say, we've taken the government to court. It's like the end of the line, really. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we've got Michael Mansfield QC on our team. Um, oh, he's such a nice man, really nice man. And I listened to him in court one day and so articulate, just run rings around the DWP um, barrister, which I thought was great. Um, so I still have hope that the judges will come down on our side. Um, and then we can start fighting for a living pension. Mm, that's stage two. To what it, yeah. For me, that's stage two. Now, I don't know if anybody else is going to take that on, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't stand that. I don't think they stand much chance than if you're taking it on. Um, <laughs> um, so, living. Oh, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, if you take that on, you know, and uh, to, to campaign for a living pension, mm. where is it going to come from? <clears throat> well, that's the thing, isn't it? And um, the thing is that up to now, our national insurance contributions are not invested by the government. So they're not to, ring fenced for pensions. They're not ring fenced. They're not invested, and the government borrows on, uh, you know, borrows them to use to pay debts. And then goes, oh dear, we haven't got any money in the National Insurance Fund. Well, actually, that's not good enough anymore. So um, <clears throat> that will be the next stage is actually we need a proper state pension fund mm. that our money goes into and is invested accordingly. And for which there are public, um, there's public information um, so you can see what's happening because at the moment it's all clouded in mystery and um, and they say, oh, well, you know, we haven't got much in the <clears throat> National Insurance Fund. But do you know what? Some of the top financial journalists in this country are on our side and they've discovered a £400 million hole in the National Insurance Fund. Oh, fancy. Oh, dear. Oh, fancy. So... <clears throat> You know, I think the time has come to say to politicians, don't believe you anymore. You've got to stop treating us like children and start talking to us as intelligent human beings. Well, the intelligent human beings that we are. Well, exactly. Stop misappropriating money. They want to treat us like children. They need to look after us like they would children, don't they? Absolutely. They can't yeah. have it both ways. They can't have their cake. No. What, can, is there anything that any you know do you have a campaign running do you have a petition or anything like that is there anything anybody can do no we've done with petitions that all that's, that was all in the past and um we are now waiting really for the um result of the judicial review and um before it's decided what what if and what we have to do next yeah. um, but you know people can join this the groups are on twitter and facebook so there's quite a few pension groups on there but um i would say you know go to back 60 that's the main one 
Um, <clears throat> and it is not connected to WASPy. I'll say that now. Um, and because WASPy didn't want to be under the one voice umbrella. What's WASPy? WASPy, Women Against State Pension Increase. So they're the ladies that dress in purple. Okay, right, oh dear. So they, they started the campaign and now we're all called WASPy Women and actually you we're know. not. Okay. I guess we are, except we're not members of WASPy. Now there's like sub-politics going on within the campaign. Lots, lots. So I don't really want to go there, but all I can say is, <clears throat> you know, WASPy did not, um, you know, were not part of the court action. That's not saying they won't benefit, but um, it was the Back to 60 under the umbrella um, with lots of other groups with them. Um, and the umbrella group is called One Voice. Because that's what we want. We want women to come together yeah. to speak with one voice. Because together we have power. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope so. Let's watch this space. And, I'm, you know, if you can let me know, keep me up, yeah. up to date with what's happening. And I'll keep um, the midlife movement up to date with what's happening. So thank you for coming to talk to us. And thank you for, you know, putting all your time in as well. You know, you've just, just crawled under your duvet and, and, and sobbed into your um, after eights. Oh, no, you wouldn't be able to afford the after eights, would you? That's no. Yeah. No. No after eights. No. You've got to laugh else. Oh, I don't know. What is there left? Well, yeah, you do. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, um, but, you know, for me, I just have this, this passion for what's right in society yeah. and what's right in society. Yeah. For me, you know, um, there is so much that's wrong and this is one of them. And it's one of the things that's affecting me personally. Um, because I got no, I, you know, I didn't get any notification that I wasn't getting my pension at 60. Right. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to wrap it up there and uh, look forward You're to welcome. Carol. Thank you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.